You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine. This show is coming to you on Thursday as we await the Giants' final game of the 2019 preseason. And we're going to talk today about uh, some of the, the roster bubble guys, some of the players tonight who, who really need to have Good games, good efforts to uh, to legitimize their shots at making the 53-man roster. And here to help us do that is the always knowledgeable, always informative Patricia Trainer. Patty, how you doing? Hey, Ed. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Finally, uh, we have come to the end of the preseason. It's been a long, long haul, huh? Yeah, it's been, what, six weeks, five weeks, something like that. Um, You know, time flies when you're having fun, but now we're finally going to get, in in a couple days, we're going to get some answers as to who's on the roster, who's not, and and, and what this coaching coaching staff plans to do moving forward. That's right. The deadline for setting the initial, I won't say final, because we know that that changes almost as soon as it's set. The initial 53-man roster deadline is Saturday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. So let's talk about some of the players going into tonight's game in New England who really need to have good games in order to uh, in order to to have a, a legitimate shot at making a 53-man roster. And we'll talk about offense first. And I don't know about you, Patty, but I keep going back and forth on the whole quarterback thing, and, and I'm just not sure how many guys they're going to keep. I've I've said all along that they're going to keep three, you know, but I, I still think there's a there's a possibility, considering other roster needs, that they'll keep two. But for me, the guy at, at quarterback who really needs to have a good game to still convince the Giants that uh that that he deserves a roster spot is, is Kyle Loletta. Yeah, I I have been going back and forth as well with this, but uh, here's how I see it, Ed. You know, the more I think about it, I think the more sense it makes for them to keep two on the roster, and that'll be Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. Jones, of course, being the young guy that they're going to continue to develop and get him ready for the eventual starting assignment. But I think they're going to try and slip Kyle Lawletta onto the practice squad. So that's how they're going to keep the three that Pat Shermer generally likes to keep. But, you know, they're going to see – I think they're going to try and see if they can get Lawletta to the practice squad 
Um, so this way they, they can use that extra roster spot that they ordinarily would have given to a third quarterback at another position where they're going to probably need to carry an extra player. That makes sense to me, Patty, because they have injuries and they have a couple of positions where they've also had guys who are, are really impressive, who to this point I haven't been able to figure out how to put them on the roster. But let's let's talk about uh, another position. Talk about running back. And, and the guy for me that I really like, Paul Perkins, but I think it's been an uphill battle for him you know, in that fight for a backup spot at running back. And I'm not sure that he can win that battle, even if he has a good game tonight. Yeah. And I think the big thing with Paul Perkins is I don't believe he is a core special teamer, whereas Rod Smith is now Rod Smith, as we know, is dealing with an adductor injury. But here's the thing. If it's not a serious injury and it doesn't look like it's a serious injury, you carry the guy and you, and you say, okay, even if he's if I have to deactivate him for a couple weeks, chances are he probably wasn't going to get any carries anyhow. You figure if if it you know Barkley's going to get the the bulk of the work at running back, Wayne Gallman will spell him every once in a while, and you may see Eli Penny in there, you know, as the lead blocker or the occasional ball carrier. But there really, I don't think, is a need to carry four running backs on game day, make four running backs active. So, you know, again, if Smith is not seriously injured to where you know you'll you know he'll be good to go in a couple weeks I think you carry him and I think he gets the nod again because of his special teams value I would agree with that Patty I think that people when they look at the 53 man roster you have to realize that all of these guys at the what you would call the bottom of the roster have to be able to contribute on special teams. You can get carried away by, oh, a guy made this spectacular play on offense or defense, but these guys at the end of the roster who are going to be backups aren't going to be on the field that much, and and special teams is their contribution. And, And that sort of leads me to wide receiver, Patty. And the guy who... I keep looking at and thinking, how do they get this guy on the roster is Alonzo Russell. I you, you could make an argument that maybe he bumps Russell Shepard, but then again, Russell Shepard is one of your core special teams guys. And I just don't know if you can find a spot for Alonzo Russell. Yeah, it's real hard. I, I tried on my 53-man roster projection uh, that came out yesterday. I, I couldn't do it. Now, for me, the toughest decision I had to make was keeping, you know, deciding whether to keep TJ Jones or um, Britton Golden. I have always said that I thought Britton Golden was a better punt returner than TJ Jones. He just looks a little bit more natural, whereas Golden um, Jones looks a little more, you know, herky-jerky. Um, the, you know, people have asked me about Darius Slayton and does he make the roster And I think he will make the roster. I know he's got that injury. I know he aggravated that hamstring. But I think we've seen a little bit more from him, you know, going back to the spring and and also the fact that he was able to get some game action in there to where you say, okay, look, if that hamstring isn't going to be a six-week affair, which is about the time it would necessitate to put a guy on IR and, um, you know, then bring him back, 
if, if that's not going to be a six-week affair, I think you have to carry him, but you just make him inactive um, until he's, he's fully ready to go. I think you're absolutely right when it comes to Slayton, Patty. He is a guy that the Giants are looking at as a guy that can, if and when they can get him healthy, can be a difference maker for them, which you, you may not think would have been the case out of a fifth-round draft pick. But he was that good throughout the spring, and it's been one of the major disappointments, I think, of, of training camp that he hasn't been able to get healthy but you have to carry him. I think you make a good point also when you mention, you know, Britton Golden, because he's a guy that that's making a real good bid for this roster. I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, talking about tonight, does Golden need to have another good game? Can Alonzo Russell, you know, continue his bid for a roster spot? Can TJ Jones, who is really a natural replacement for Golden Tate in the slot for a few weeks. You know, can he make it continue to make enough plays to to grab that one of those final roster spots? Yeah, I mean, I I, I understand you know that that Jones is a good replacement for Tate in the slot, but you also remember you've got Sterling Shepard who can go in the slot. You can line Barkley up in the slot. You can line Evan Ingram up in the slot. So they do have options to replace Golden Tate in the slot. Um, to me, the deciding factor, I think, is going to be special teams. And like I said, you know, I know Britton Golden had that big f- muff, uh, punt last week that, you know, was a turnover. But just watch him return punts. He just looks more productive and, and just more fluid in the role than uh, T.J. Jones. Oh, I agree when it comes to to the punt return game, Patty. Absolutely. Hey, before we uh, move on to defense, we need to talk about offensive line, and for me, I don't know if Chad Wheeler or or Brian Mahalik can do anything tonight to 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 make the roster. But it's interesting to me that those two guys have gone from you know first team in OTAs with Remmers not having been signed and then having been out, you know, re- rehabbing the back, and Nate Solder out with ankle with ankle surgery to pretty much third team guys and afterthoughts at this point. I don't think either one of those guys is making the roster and I'm still not sure who the backup offensive linemen are beyond Spencer Pulley. Well, I mean, it's interesting and I, I agree with you about Brian Mahalik. I think he's been very stiff in his, his play um, just doesn't bend well with Chad Wheeler. I wonder how much that back injury that he's been dealing with all summer has has contributed to what appears to be a regression in his play. Um, now, with that said, Chad Slade and uh, Nick Gates are two guys that I have making my, you know, my version of the 53 man roster. But I also think the Giants are going to keep a close eye on the waiver wire because I'm still not convinced that, you know, they're going to be set there. I think, you know, of the guys they have in camp, Gates and Slade, I think, should make it. Um, but I, I'm not saying that, you know, look, I was spoiled. I mean, a few years ago, I always remember Sean Locklear and what a what a tremendous, you know, find he was, the guy that they picked up off the scrap heap, so to speak, and how he stepped in and played so well. So I kind of use that as a measuring stick. And right now, I'm not so sure either one of those guys, Gates or, or Slade, fits into that category. Now, it's there's a chance they might very well fit into that category but then again that would mean that you know 
either Solder or, or Rummers can't play, and we don't want to see that at all. Right. Patty, let's take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors. We'll come back. We'll talk about just a couple of defensive uh, players who I think are, are guys that, that might be on the bubble and, and a little bit about special teams as well. All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. Ed Valentine talking with Patricia Trena as we look at players who really need to to have a good game Thursday night against the Patriots to uh, to sort of solidify their opportunities to make the 53-man roster. We've talked about offense. Now we're going to talk about defense and special teams. And really, on defense, there are only a couple of uh, of players to point to specifically and, and the first one for me is is linebacker bj goodson a guy that used to be a starter on the on this team a guy who's been running with the second and third team you know most of the summer and patty at this point i don't know if there's anything bj goodson can do on thursday night to make this team i think he's playing to put film together for the other 31 teams in the league yeah, I mean, that that's, I want to say that's going to be a tough cut, but it's not really going to be a tough cut. It's, you know, it's another former uh, Jerry Reese draft pick that that's teetering on, on the brink of, you know, being cut. Um, the thing with Goodson is he's a, he's a pretty good downhill linebacker, but he's, he's kind of limited. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people always ask me, why can't the Giants cover the tight end? Why do they have such problems in the middle of the field? And I think the answer there is you want to add speed to the middle of the field, which unfortunately BJ Goodson doesn't necessarily have. He's a great, you know, moving forward and plugging holes and, you know, playing physical. That's his game. But, you know, you notice they've gone away from that. They brought in, you know, uh, Tay Davis, who can you know is a former safety who who converted to linebacker? He looks like he's going to be in in that mix. Um, Ryan Connolly has had a strong showing. Um, I think they keep they keep uh, Nate Stupar for his special teams ability. I mean, I'm not so sure they're going to keep him you know for his defensive play, but certainly for his special teams ability. So I just don't know that there's going to be room for B.J. Goodson on this roster, and it would not surprise me if he's you know one of the cuts. Let me ask you about the the cornerback situation. We know about Sam Beal, um, you know, missing most of training camp. There's really no one in the cornerback competition who I look at and says, "Well, he really has to have a good game on Thursday night." But I look at corner, and you've got Beal hurting, missing most of training camp. You have Antonio Hamilton hurt right now, and, and I think. I think you have to carry both of those guys and, and, and find a way maybe by keeping two quarterbacks, but I, I think you have to keep both of those guys on, on the 53. I disagree. I disagree, Ed. I think you keep Antonio Hamilton on the 50. Well, actually, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. If you put Beal on IR now, you know, as part of your final roster cuts, he's done for the year. Um, I can see a scenario where maybe they add him to the initial 53 and then move him to temporary, you know, to IR with the intention of maybe, you know, bringing him back. You know, if what, in order for a player to be designated for return, he has to be on the initial 53-man roster. 
Now, here's the difference between Beale and, and Darius Slayton, both of whom have basically not done a whole lot this summer. We saw a little bit more of Slayton, who is a deep threat and, and a guy who I think can contribute. Beal has had, what, two practices of note? I mean, he worked in the spring. You know, he was still getting his sea legs back. But at this point, he's missed so much time that I, I just don't know that you can justify devoting an entire, you know, a roster spot for him indefinitely. So I think if you think, okay, you know what, towards the end of the year, we want to get him on the field, maybe start to phase out Jackrabbit a little bit. You put him on the 53 and then you move him right to IR. But if you say to yourself, okay, you know what, we've got Julian Love, we've got Corey Ballantyne, we think Antonio Hamilton's going to be okay, Jackrabbit's going to be fine, Baker's going to be fine, then maybe you say to yourself, you know what, let's just cut our losses, put him on IR again, and we'll try again next year. The only other one, Patty, that I wanted to ask you about is uh, is second-year safety Sean Chandler. I keep doing these 53-man roster projections, and I keep wishing I could find a spot for Sean, Ch- for Sean Chandler on the roster and, and not finding one. Do you think that he's a guy who, who makes this roster and, you know, is a guy that, that can, can really sort of change his fortunes tonight, perhaps? You know what? I, I Sean Chandler is a guy who I would love to find a spot for on the roster, but I just can't do it. And I think the reason for that is Julian Love. Julian Love was drafted as a cornerback, but he's also been playing some safety. So, you know, if you, if you look at the makeup of the roster, they always have one or two guys in that defensive backfield that's kind of like the equivalent of a swing tackle, but we call him a swing defensive back, a guy who can move safety and play corner. And I just think Julian Love brings a little bit more to the table than Sean Chandler. And, and, you know, the more you can, you know, there's a saying, the more you can do, the better your chances of sticking around. And I just think that, you know, I, I can't justify finding a spot for Chandler. I mean, if I had to give you my five safety, or my safeties, I would say Peppers. I would say Bethay, Michael Thomas. Um, who else am I missing? Uh, uh, I'm going to put Julian Love. In that group, you know, even though he's a corner, I'm going to put him with the safety group. Um, I, I, I think I go with those guys. I think uh, I'm. Why do I have a feeling I'm missing somebody? Am I oh, missing I think, somebody? I, I think you've got them all, Patty. Yeah, I, I, I go with four. I know that sounds like a limited number, but you know, I, I just don't know if there's going to be room for Sean Chandler because if you keep a fifth guy then I think you have to maybe keep one less cornerback. And, and I think the injury situation is going to prevent you from that. So I don't know. Do you maybe try and slip Chandler back to your practice squad? That's certainly an option. Sure. Patty, the last one is, you know, the one special teams quote unquote competition is between Riley Dixon and Johnny Townsend. And the way I see this, I, mean, I really don't see Townsend unseating Riley Dixon, do you think that, you know, with with one game left in the preseason at this point, do you think it's a legitimate possibility for Townsend to win this job? I would be very surprised and I I think the whole point of having competition with, with for Riley Dixon was to light a fire under his backside. I mean, I've been saying this 
literally all spring and into the summer, Riley Dixon's biggest issue has been his lack of consistency, which is pretty amazing if you consider that all he has to do is go is go out there and punt the ball. I mean, it's not like, you know, he has to punt and run and tackle and do all these other things. And I just, you know, I just wonder, and, and, and this actually raised my antenna when Thomas McGahee said this a few weeks ago, and I asked Pat Shermer about it as well consistency has been Dixon's biggest issue when he is on he can be phenomenal but he's not always on and I and and it what bothers me is sometimes I kind of got the impression especially last year that he was just kind of content with how things were unfolding and that bothered me interesting patty well we'll know in uh, in about 48 hours or or a little bit more what the giants initial 53 man roster will look like we have to get through tonight's preseason game cross our fingers and and hope that no one loses out on an opportunity because of an injury patty thank you very much for uh, for spending uh, a little bit of time with me giants fans please remember to subscribe to big blue view radio on all of your favorite podcast applications thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.